0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. Lots of intrigue here
1: Uh, in the next week. The trade deadline will be upon us August 31st will be the deadline. A lot of teams still in it. A lot of buyers, maybe and not enough, not enough sellers. And fortunately for us with John Heyman on the show, uh, we got the inside track on a lot of these guys who are, are being talked about. And uh, he's going to give us some percentages on, on some of the bigger names. But we're going to start with the starters that may be on the move. We'll start with Danny Duffy, John.
2: Yeah, Danny Duffy, uh, he's having a nice year for Kansas City. Uh, it's been a little up and down since signing that big contract but uh i could see him uh him being dealt uh Kansas City's in an interesting situation uh they i think they're on the right track but clearly still a rebuilding team uh ian kennedy also another guy who could be seen potentially as a starter for somebody and uh, obviously they've got several bullpen pieces that we're going to go over as well when we talk about the pen yeah no no doubt about it. how
1: about a guy like tanner uh, Roark who has pitched well and is one of those type of arms that can get you some length if you're a team in contention.
2: Yeah, solid starter. was very good for the Nats. Not off to a great start with Toronto, but uh, he's a solid arm that certainly could help a contender. I, I think that there's a good chance he'll be dealt. Toronto's in one of those situations where they're kind of in the middle. A lot of teams are in that situation now, so they may end up not trading, but if they do, uh, Roark would be on the move.
1: How about Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners, who uh, left for for that squad that has uh, been pitched well, as pitched pretty good for a team that's not in contention as well.
2: Yeah, I think Seattle uh, is one of those uh, committed sellers. There aren't many right, right now. Right. Boston, Pittsburgh, uh, but I think they'll sell. Uh, he's a the guy they've got under contract uh, for a couple years. They had signed him to a four year deal. A uh, very solid starter, and you know Jerry Depoto is always willing to make trades. So I would not be shocked if he was dealt.
1: Uh, Martin Perez, what do you got on here?
2: Yeah, I think he's off to a pretty good start. One of the guys in Boston who's actually pitching well. Uh, They've already made two trades. They're clearly a seller. Uh, No question about that. They've already sold two relievers, may sell uh, one or two more relievers. And uh, I think Martin Perez and potentially Avaldi, who hasn't been quite as good as Perez, could also be on the move.
1: And this one was a surprise to see him on this list. Uh, Nathan Evaldi, who just signed a big deal with the Red Sox.
2: Yeah, I mean, that contract's going to be interesting at this point. Uh, They rewarded him for being quite a hero in the uh, World Series in in a loss. In their one loss, he he, he ate up innings and really helped them. And uh, he's got a big heart, but uh, he's also got a big contract, which could complicate things.
1: Now, these two next two individuals – may very well have put themselves on this list by their own actions, and that's uh, Clevenger and, and Plesak of the, the Indians. What are you hearing on that front?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they're not with the team now. Uh, they're at the alternate site, not uh, anything to do with their talents, and they were both off to terrific starts, but they upset their teammates uh, and uh, certainly did not do the right thing. I think, uh, you know, if you're going to pick one or the other, Clevenger probably was more in the wrong because uh, he wasn't found out right away. Plesak was found right. out and uh, was separated, was sent home alone. Clevenger uh, pretended he wasn't uh, part of that uh, expedition out of the, uh, out of the hotel. And uh, when uh, was in the team meeting, defended Plesak, flew home with the team and uh, then was found out. And I think uh, teammates were quite upset about it. Some of them uh, so upset they didn't want him around and the team, was tough, and I think that was the right thing to do to separate them. And uh, there's no word on when they're coming back yet. As we record this, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're kept out uh, much, much longer beyond this. But they certainly did the wrong thing during a COVID situation. And we know with Carlos who had leukemia last year, one of their starters. Right. Terry Francona, right. their manager, has health right. considerations. So definitely the wrong thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to rule it out. Clevenger's name was out there as a potential trade target <clears throat> over the winter. I didn't get it at the time, but maybe maybe he had done some things even before then that uh, made them kind of question whether they want to do long term. Now, uh, you know, they had Bauer for a long time, and he's a kind of a quirky personality, and they uh, kept him around for quite a while until they decided they couldn't afford to keep him. And so, uh, you know, teams put up with a lot uh, if the guy's talented and both these guys are very, very talented. So, uh, you know, I'm going to give percentages on all the big stars that we're going to talk about now. And I'm going to say is maybe a 15 percent chance and please say less because he's so cheap right now. Five percent chance to be traded. But uh, you're going to hear their names at least.
1: Yeah. The one the one thing that is really tough to come back from is a violation of trust in the locker room. And once that's violated. It is really, really hard to, to, to come back from that. Hopefully, uh, Clevenger and Plesak will, will be able to get back in the good graces of their teammates. All right, let's get into some of these big names. And you just mentioned his name. We hear from him quite often on social media. That is Trevor Bauer, was pitching very well for, a, I think, a, a team that is underachieving right now in the Cincinnati Reds.
2: Absolutely. In fact, a uh, case could be made that Bauer has been the best pitcher in that league. Uh, I know people have yeah, talked about yeah. uh, Jarvis or uh, even Zach Gallin has been very consistent and good uh, in the National League. But uh, Trevor Bauer has been fantastic. Uh, he's certainly outspoken, some might say quirky or even controversial. Uh the Reds uh, you know, they're not playing particularly well now. Certainly Suarez is underperforming, Vado's underperforming. Uh there's certainly concern there about this team. I, I think they're more likely to be a, a not a seller. So I, I don't think it's too likely that they will trade him. But look, the team's not right now playing well. He is a free agent after the year, so I'm not going to rule it out. His name's going to be out there until unless they turn it around quickly. So I'm going to say that there's a, a, close to a 20% chance that he is actually traded.
1: 20% chance. Well, I'm sure there will be many teams out there uh, willing to take on a guy like Trevor Bauer, even despite what some people may consider controversial or opinionated or quirky, whatever it is, the guy can pitch, and he's pitching well this season. Let's move to uh, Lance Lennon, who I got a chance to see up close here uh, for the Rangers, he's been a a, a bulldog for that Ranger team, and they're kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of if they are in contention or if they're not in contention, but he's certainly a name that is, I would assume, a lot of teams are, are looking at.
2: I teams would want Lance Lynn. He's a candidate for the American League side. He's been fantastic. When they signed him for three years for $30 million, I thought they overpaid. He's been incredible. Uh, makes $8 million next year, so salary goes down a bit. Uh, just a consistent, consistent pitcher who throws 100 pitches every single game, game in and game out. So he's going to certainly be uh, sought after. But the fact that he's got another year to go, and I don't think Texas wants to give up on next year either. Uh, I, I think the chances of him actually being dealt, I think his name is going to be out there, are, are low. I'm going to say 10% on Lance Lynn. Much more likely would be Mike Minor, free agent after the year, not having a particularly great year. Uh, I, you know, I, I could see back to the Braves is a potential for Miner. Uh, they need some pitching. Uh, I, I'd say it's 75% chance Minor gets dealt, but a low chance on Lance Lynn uh, because he's got that extra year on the deal and he's pitching so, so
1: well. How about a guy like Josh Hader? I I think relievers are obviously going to be the most sought out spot at the deadline. Although I'm not sure if there's enough of them out there to kind of uh, make everybody happy. What do you got on Josh Hader? Yeah, just for that very reason,
2: Tony, I think his value is very, very high. He's also got three more years before he's a free agent. And I mean, arguably the one of the most dominating reliever can throw more than one inning at a time and close out games. So, uh, that would be a big price tag. The Brewers have not played great. I still think they have a good chance to be in the playoffs. It's They're right, one of those teams right in the middle there. See what they do. It's going to come right down to the end whether they do something. I've heard that there are teams that have kind of thrown their hats in the ring, They expected teams that you would, would think of. Uh, big market teams have been looking at Hater, but also any team probably. Certainly, uh, certainly San Diego, which has lost uh, – two relievers, at least for now, Pomerantz and Yates and uh, Arizona and many, many others uh, will be looking at uh, Josh Hader. I'm going to say that ultimately, though, Milwaukee is right on the bubble. Uh, I'll be surprised if he's trading, but but not shocked. I'll I'll say 25% chance for him to be traded. 25% for uh,
1: Josh Hader. All right. I think for all the three – for the three guys we talked about and, and the interest in them, I think this next guy, though, will be probably one of the more sought-after guys because of how cheap he is, and that's Whit Merriville. What do you got on him?
2: Yeah, Whit Merriville, terrific player. Uh, he's led the league in hits, uh, stolen bases uh, in the past. Uh, he's fantastic all-around player, versatile, uh, and you're right, uh, very uh, – Cost effective, shall we say. $17 million through 2023. So uh, whoever gets him, gets him for a long time, and they'll be happy with him. Uh, His name will be out there because teams are always looking. Kansas City loves him. Uh, He's their guy, and uh, I'm going to say that uh, very unlikely. 10% chance that he's traded, but I'm glad you mentioned his name because you never know, and uh, his name will be mentioned.
1: How about uh, his teammate, Jorge Soler, who's a big power guy, outfielder, D.H.? Uh, what do you got on him?
2: Yeah, I'm going to say a little bit greater chance on, on him. I mean, he's not uh, the same type of player. He's certainly, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but not. As, he doesn't have as many dimensions as Merrifield. Big, big power. Obviously, strikes out a lot, but huge a home run total in a tough park and uh, would be a guy that uh, could help out uh, contending teams, particularly with uh, D.H., all over the place and uh, for this year, and uh, he's got a year to go before free agency. So I'm going to say Soler's got a greater chance uh, to be dealt. I'm, I'm going to say even uh, 20% chance on Jorge Soler. I know we haven't heard his name out there much, but uh, I do think Kansas City is one of the few sellers, and uh, that's a guy they might be willing to talk about, uh, I, I think.
1: Uh, how about Dylan Bundy? He's an interesting name.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's great. Gave up zero or one run in three of his starts already. Uh, certainly he uh, is one of the pitchers, who's rare pitchers, who's worked out for uh, the Angels. Uh, I mean, the Angels are a team. God, how are they? Gosh, this bad? Yeah. It's shocking,
1: right? It's, almost, right it's, it, it's, it's tough to believe that they could, you know, be as bad as they've been this year. They just, on paper, this doesn't make any sense at all.
2: Not to me either. I mean, I guess you could point and say their pitching isn't great, but boy, they're hitting, sure, sure should be. And uh, they've signed six guys, more than any other team in the last decade six guys to six contracts, 100 million or greater, many of them much greater than 100 million. We forget the Josh yeah. Hamilton, but uh, Upton, uh, Trout, twice that worked out, Rendon, Pujols, uh, you know, uh, to sign six contracts for more than 100 million over the last decade and be one of the worst teams. Uh, it's shocking. Uh, Dylan Bundy has a year ago before he's a free agent. So I think they'd be disinclined to trade him, but uh, in this market with all the buyers and few sellers, they could get a ton for him. And uh, I-, I think there's a chance. I mean, I, I don't think they want to sell knowing that they they've signed Mike Trout up for this period. And here he is at age 29 and having an usual year and just signing Rendon. I, I think they want to impress those guys and their fans and, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to do it, but I, I, I think there's a chance, one out of five chance, I would say, that tell them Bundy is traded.
1: Okay, obviously, obviously, John, the, the Red Sox are as bad as we've seen them in quite some time. And so that puts a lot of their guys on the block. And they've already moved two pitchers. What about a guy like Xander Bogarts, who's just uber talented, one of, one of the guys I enjoy watching?
2: Yeah, now he's uh, has just signed a, a five year deal. Uh, he does have an opt out in a couple of years. Uh, so, an interesting contract. He's performing well under difficult circumstances with a bad team. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the, this isn't uh, I'm Bloom's team. He's the new GM. He was willing to trade bets, so uh, he's willing to trade anybody. I think that's fair to say. Uh, he's got, as Ken Rosenthal pointed out, a uh, a a full no-trade coming up at a seven-year. Normally it's 10 years uh, you get the full no-trade, but they they, uh, agreed to make it at seven years, and that is coming up. So I would say Xander Bogarts has a shot to be traded. I'm going to put that at 20%. I'll say that J.D. Martinez also has an opt-out and makes $19 a year. That's a tough contract for DH, even though uh, they're – all the teams use a DH this year. Uh, you know, I, I I think it's not going to be that easy uh, to move him, but uh, I would say there's a greater likelihood of it. A 25 percent, I'll put for uh, JD Martinez, his teammate, uh, to be moved. I
1: will tell you what, with JD Martinez, I know he got a big contract, and he, he he's not necessarily a guy who can play D. <laughs> I think he's going to produce more than he's going to give up in the field. If you're in the National League, especially this year with DHs. Uh, yeah. around both on both leagues it would make a lot of sense. Cause he's gonna hit for a long time it just when you watch his mechanics they're so sound he repeats his swing every single time I, I he'll hit till he's 40 I, I truly believe that
2: yeah second halves he's been big in the second half the one question I would have and I don't know if this is going to carry over he questioned not having the video room this year and how it was affecting him and I you know I, I don't know if that's the reason and whether he can easily overcome that or not. But I think his slow start, uh, he attributed to the lack of a video room. I, I don't know, but uh, um, you're, you're right. I mean, he's one of the better
1: hitters in baseball. Yeah, no, J.D., I just think back to a couple of years ago when the Diamondbacks traded for him, and it was one of the best uh, oh, trade deadline uh, moves of all time. Like his his numbers were through the ceiling and actually brought them right back into to a race there. Uh, how about a guy like Johnny Cueto? Once again, the Giants, who are trying to rebuild, keep getting hit with a team that wants to play hard and that plays plays the game the right way, and they are winning games. They've won six straight. They go from being at the towards the bottom of the division to right in the middle at third place, and it complicates things for the front office if you are trying to be sellers.
2: Yeah, they're in an interesting spot. Once again, as you pointed out, Tony, they've been through this before. I personally think they should sell. Uh, I don't see them as a contender. Uh, they've outperformed. Give them credit to this point. Fantastic. Uh, they have several uh, pitchers who've actually uh, impressed uh, at different times this year. Uh, Cahill, uh, Smiley, uh, Gaussman, uh Watson is a reliever, uh, a veteran reliever, Uh They've got a lot of guys they can move, but Cueto is the most interesting. He's got the big contract, obviously, uh, but I think those are the kind of guys that will move because people are not going to want to trade big prospects. Not when you can't see them. They're out the alternate site. They're not putting up. They have no stats. You don't have uh, scouts' eyes on them. So I think the money trades are more likely. So uh, I I still think Cueto has a decent shot to be traded, and he did it. In 2015, he helped the Royals win the World Series, so – uh, I'm going to say that he's still got a 50% chance to be. That's one of my high ones here. 50% chance uh, to Cueto, be. Wait, 50%, huh? I'm going to go 50% on Cueto. I, I think Miner is even higher. Uh, I think uh, Texas will be more of a seller, more likely of a seller than San Francisco. But Queto, uh, if the San Francisco sells, uh, that's a good one. I think teams will be interested.
1: Listen, I'm I, I'm I'm totally against teams packing it in, but if you're the Giants, I think you kind of you have to. You're right, you have to sell right here because listen, I've been on a team that was supposed to be bad where it would allow the organization to settle. Instead, in 2010, we win 90 plus games, and you end up trading a Corey Kluber for a Ludwig. At the time, Kluber was just a a, a pitcher in the minor leagues, but you see how that turned out. And and that was solely based on the fact that we were in contention, and they felt like they had to make a move. We'll see how this plays out and how the rest of the deadline plays out. Let's jump into the ownership uh, lane here, and the Mets up for sale. Uh, their ownership situation is 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 fluid at this point in terms of the contenders. What are you hearing on that front?
2: Well, it seems to me that. Uh... It's likely going to be one of two ownership groups. Uh, Steve Cohn, who's a a hedge fund guy in the New York area from Long Island, has been a Mets fan his whole life and uh, reputedly has $15 billion. So he certainly has the money for the team. And I think MLB will like that part of it. But uh, uh, everybody's multifaceted. They're good and bad to everybody. And uh, Alex Rodriguez and uh, Jennifer Lopez, the other team, uh, they got a much bigger group. Uh, which can have it'd be a drawback, obviously. Uh, they'd rather have somebody who's just got the money rather than somebody who's raising the money. Um, and But uh, he's clearly a threat. He's interested. He wants to do like his frenemy, uh, Derek Jeter, and put a group together and get a team. It worked out for Jeter. He was able to get a team together, thanks to Bruce Sherman, uh, foot most of them, Bill. And uh, A-Rod has got uh, a few guys, uh, Vinny Viola and uh, Repoli and uh, – He's working on it, so it's most likely going to be one of those two. My understanding is that the other group, the other of the three groups, uh, Harris and Blitzer, who own the Sixers, and uh, would be the ones who've already been vetted by a uh, major sports league and uh, worked out uh, well for worked out uh, well for them with uh, Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I, I think Harris and Blitzer. My understanding is they do not likely want to go toe to toe with Steve Cohen in a bidding war and, uh, are, are, unlikely, uh, to, to be able to, uh, win the team. I have not heard they're out of it, so I'm not going to eliminate them. They are the third group and the people respect them. And if they get the team, uh, they are very likely to be able to be approved. Uh, obviously a rod's got his big pluses and some minuses. Uh, he had the drug suspension, uh, which is a minus And, uh, Steve Cohn, same thing, got some big pluses and some minuses in the insider trading accusations. Not proved, but he did pay a big fine of over a billion dollars. So at this point, it looks most likely between Steve Cohn, the hedge fund guy in New York, and A-Rod, who we all know, and uh, his fiancée, J-Lo, together, Uh, probably one of those two will get it. Uh, Harris Blitzer is still in the mix, though.
1: Well, I know there are Mets fans out there, including our producer, Dylan, who are praying that this ownership switch happens so they can once again have a chance at happiness. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside John Heyman. You can follow us on Twitter at Tony Jr or at John Heyman. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Big Time Baseball on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Make sure you join us next week. We've got a nice lineup coming your way. Take care.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.